is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Let's Do a Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am also Brian. And we are switching names now. I'll, I'll take Anthony, I guess. <laughs> no, this is Anthony. Yeah, so welcome to the episode uh mind fart where we talk about forbidden world the 1982 i think it's technically a horror uh, sci-fi i think it falls within horror sci-fi slash exploitation yes a horror yes. sci-fi um okay so before we get into the movie Movies. as usual we talk did about you, are you have you did you start drinking before you got here man uh, wish <laughs> i know it i just i got all frazzled before we started i was changing stuff up on the board or soundboard and no, just, uh, just shake it out man just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. chug this beer real quick this um what's the percentage on this thing it's probably high because we're drinking a turning point so we're actually drinking uh vat of acid which yep. made made with real metamorph yes so it's pretty accurate for today Oh, it's a 8.2%. It's like, uh, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but I feel like that was one of the options thrown out to kill the uh, to kill the monster in this week's movie. Probably. <laughs> there were so many options and crazy things thrown out there. Uh, so, Vat of Acid, it's from Turning Point. This is one of their newer brews here. I think, uh, well, we'll see when the episode comes out, but this is still available uh, out there. And uh, this is a double IPA. Uh, dry hopped with dry hopped Azaka, Sabro, and Eldorado. Uh, it's named after, so its name comes from, uh, if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, you know this already, but it comes from oh. the Vat of Acid okay. episode on Rick and Morty. Uh, they, they have a ser- they, they've had their whole series of uh, Rick and Morty themed beers, and this is another one in that line. Whoa. Sorry. What happened? I went deaf. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I meant to turn this down a hair, and my hand jerked a little bit. There's a joke there, but I'm not going to make it. Oh, <laughs> come on. I like fucking I set you up for I don't, it. I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my job. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty lame in that regard. I'm here for the humor. Yes. Uh, so 8.2 ABV, 8.2% ABV, no IBUs, which it's actually pretty, it's not a very bitter beer. It's actually pretty smooth. Uh, so for a double IPA that's dry hopped, pretty dang smooth. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah. <clears throat> it definitely does not taste like a vat of acid. I tell you that for sure. Sadly. For this movie, I'd almost feel like I need some. <laughs> um, so something that we started doing, I think our last episode or two episodes ago, is we'll talk about the beer now. We'll talk about our first thoughts, our first feelings, how things are vibing with this. And then at the end, we'll actually rate it. Yeah. So Anthony, how are you feeling about this? So I'm feeling pretty good. I've had, I've actually had a few of these prior to this episode. This is not my first time having this. All right. I've had two of these so far, and this is now my third. Uh, You know, I, uh, I, I saw this on Facebook. Uh, If you follow Turning Point, if you don't follow Turning Point on Facebook, I highly recommend it because they advertise all their new releases on their Facebook page. Do it now. Do it fucking now. Definitely do it. Uh, but I saw it. I, I saw it. Uh, I had a ten dollar off coupon because I participated in my uh, my company's annual United Way uh, wow. drive. Lucky. Yeah. And uh, so uh, as part of the donation, we have our uh, we have our uh, Oktoberfest celebration, and they a lot of the uh, breweries bring beer to my company. And we have like after work, we we all drink a bunch of beer, which is it's freaking awesome. That's pretty great. It's like it's like it's like beer fest. Uh, 
the, you, they, they punch, they, they take the things off your uh, wrist, but after a while, nobody gives a shit. And so then you're just like drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're like, all right, I got to sit at work for like an hour so I can drive home. <laughs> I guess I'll just do some work while I'm like a little bit buzzed. Uh, but uh, since we couldn't do that with COVID and all that going on, Damn COVID. Uh, they instead provided a $10 off coupon to whatever uh, brew, uh, area brewery. Uh, so like they had tickets for like Martin House, Celestial, mm. uh uh, <clears throat> turning point, uh, you name it. It, it. If it was in like the northern uh, Fort Worth or northern Dallas area, right. it was probably on their list. Uh, I chose Turning Point because it's literally right down the street from me. Uh, so I went down there. I saw that they were advertising this new vat of acid uh, that they had just released, uh, and I was like, "That sounds great." Uh, it's it's a reference that I get, which is rare these days, I feel like. And, uh, and it sounds like it's really good. So I went, I got it, picked it up and brought it home and it tastes delicious. I also got their Jackie Daytona as well, which is a triple, uh, IPA. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. That's a, that's, that's one mamma jamma right there. <laughs> it's uh, I drank one of those and I didn't need a second one cause I was set for the night. So that's my car. I'm just starting my car, guys. Sorry, I'm, going out out, I'm, I'm getting ready to go out and get some more beer. That's right. Screw you guys. I'm out of here. Quick break. Quick break. <clears throat> oh, it's the mail person. Mail on Saturday. Oh, I hope I moved far enough up. I did. Okay, cool. So, anyways, uh, yeah, so my first vibes, I guess, with this, it's good. Honestly, the first sip kind of threw me off a little bit, just because with the turning point, I almost expect a certain basic taste a certain je ne sais quoi yeah like <laughs> if you had kind of their haze stuff you kind of know what you're into whenever you buy some of it you're like okay i know what i'm about to drink and this is actually a little different for them i feel like yeah it's uh you usually get like bitterness up front with these beers yeah. but this like this th- that's not there if you're it's like leaning uh, trying to lean on a wall and realizing it's not there you're you're like getting ready to lean forward into that just like that full ibu uh to hit your palate and it's not there. You're just going to fall right through and just kind of enjoy the smoothness. Yeah. No. Get right agree. to it. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, later on uh, towards the end of this, we will actually rate it as we drink this throughout the whole episode and get buzzed. So, um, is yeah. there any beer news that we, uh, beer that we have news. going on here? Beer news. Anything of interest for our fans out there? So, by the time this comes out... Yes. So there is actually a virtual beer festival. I feel like I might have mentioned this before. I don't know if I did in the podcast or not. Let's Anyways, do it again. <laughs> yeah. If not, then uh, here's more beer news because there's not a ton going on. At least not that I know of. Um, up in... Uh, so it's a beer festival with uh, Ditton County Brewing with uh, Celestial and Turning Point. And pretty much what you do is you buy your tickets online. You cars are just everywhere today. Yeah, it's, it's uh, going. <laughs> um, buy your tickets and like throughout the whole day of the day, like the festival, they'll have like online comedians and artists and brewers talking, and you know just all this kind of stuff that you can watch online. All in the meanwhile, like you're drinking specialty beer. Yep, so it's Beer Muta Fest, right? Beer Muta Fest, yeah. yeah. 
I'm looking at their Instagram right now. Yeah. I was trying to remember what the name of it was. I was too. That's why I haven't <laughs> mentioned it yet. But uh, yeah, so pretty much you buy this, you get the upgraded package thing, and they give you a gift card to get the specialty beer from each place. Um, so I, of course, I did mine immediately because I was like, finally, a festival I can actually participate in and not fear my death. So uh, as far as I know, that's pretty much it. So look at Beer Muta Fest. Um, if you are in the DFW area, you can do the upgraded one um, to actually get the beers. But if you're not, then you can do the, I think there's two different upgrades. One of them, you actually get beer. One of them, you get all this stuff, but no beer. And they'll actually ship it to you. So um, I think that's kind of it with beer news. Yeah, it's, uh, so uh, it may be, it may, may occur prior to this, prior to this episode coming out. Probably not though. This, this episode will probably have come out prior to this. Yes. But it occurs on December 5th. Uh, it's from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And uh, just like the just the just like Ryan said, all that cool stuff. Uh, beer. Uh, there, there's uh, participants include Denton County County Brewing, Turning Point, Celestial. Uh, I think those are the three main ones. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be great. They're they're releasing these uh, special beers for the event. So I need to get a ticket for this as well. It seems like. Well, so I, if you I'm don't, slacking you, here. Yeah, if you don't, you know that you'll be probably getting some of it, the beer from me anyways, because yeah. you get a four pack from each and I usually save one or at least two for you out of everything that I usually get. So yeah, there's a cool squid art on all these different beers that they're putting on here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the logo is super cool. The stuff that they're doing is really awesome. I'm super excited about it. Let's see. I'm just going to go through these beers here. So Denton County Brewing Company, they're coming out with their four pack, which is uh, London includes London Fog, which is a hazy, Blueberry Fortune Milkshake IPA, uh, Doppelbach, and the uh, Fest Beer, which I, it's a Winter Hazy IPA. Turning Point, uh, they uh, have a Banana Split Sunday Im- inspired Imperial Pastry Stout with cherry and marshmallow. Uh, and Celestial has a uh, gently tart, ultra juicy Berliner Weiss uh, packed with cranberries and pomegranate. So I am pretty stoked about this. Uh, there's a, they have a few packs out there. Uh, one of them is like $90. I think that's their biggest one. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I... So yeah, if you want the beer, that's the one you have to get. Yeah, and uh, the survival pack, which includes no beer, it's $35. But you get a t-shirt, a poster, a glass, stickers, and a souvenir ticket. And uh, some apparently some more swag associated with that. Uh, so orders end for that on November 16th. So again... It's uh, that will probably have already passed, so you yes, may by you, the time you missed the window for that yeah, if you haven't done it yet. Yeah, but I think either way, you, you can still get a reservation ticket that you can at least watch the festival online. Yeah. So, if you haven't yet, that is something to look into. Yeah. And as far as I know, I know I'm. So last year I did a. Uh, beer swap uh, a christmas beer swap Mm -hmm. and i remember that i'm kind of thinking about trying to do it again but obviously it would be it'd have to be different this time so i kind of have that in the works for sometime in december okay because it was fun it was fun to all hang out and i figured um maybe do it in the garland uh uh outdoor um where we sat a couple weeks ago what's it called The, the garland square 
just sit the big, out there. The big open area, yes. Yeah, just uh, a huge outside area. Of, outside of uh, the, uh, that barbecue restaurant. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm kind of thinking, let's do that. I might do that again. <clears throat> Encourage people, hey, go get food and beer from Intrinsic. Come back over here. We're going to sit outside, swap some beer, and chat. So Swap some beer, swap some stories, hang That's out, right. do some cool stuff. And this year, I probably won't take back the beer that I brought. So <laughs> probably not. You you are way more experimental now. Yes. I'm I'm so proud of you to see how you've gone with your beer journey. It's yep. been great. Um, okay, well, I, I guess that is it for the beers. So, oh, where are my notes? Guess it is time to move on to our movie. You ready for this, Anthony? So this movie, Forbidden World, uh, I think I already said the date, but it's 1982, mm-hmm. and it's rated R. So if it's rated R in 1982, you know it's pretty raunchy. Yeah, it's a. It, I feel like there were like PG movies that were pretty freaking scary back yeah. in the 80s. Uh, that would be that would get like an easy PG 13 nowadays. Uh, but yeah, rated R, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, so I'm just going to go ahead and say this right up front. If you're uncomfortable with nudity, this is not the movie for you. Don't watch it with your parents, dude. No. (laughs) I mean, even for, like, me and my wife, I just, like, okay, this is too much for me. I mean, even if my wife wasn't there, it still would be, like, it's just just too much for me. Come on. The the word that went through my head was gratuitous. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It it felt like we were pretty much watching a really bad porn. It was like a, it's it's like a, uh, it's like one of those uh, late night HBO softcore things. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) and you knew it pretty quick into this movie that there was going to be a lot of nudity. I mean, based off of like how they made like the female scientist dress, you're like, fuck it's gonna uh, be one i of got these. some i got some stuff to say about that uh, but yeah this is this is uh this is a, like your classic late 70s early 80s exploitation film with a little dash of sci-fi and uh horror mixed in there oh and God. so it's uh it's trying to be a, a, all these things at once usually you have one it's like one with like tacked on other things right uh but it's just your classic 1970s just this kind of genre that was kind of popular at the time so Pretty much the this the soundtrack of this movie, if I would have to guess of what it would sound like, is just a bunch of screaming and beeping noises. Uh, it was a, uh, the scientist was her name Tracy, I think uh, so. or was she even a scientist, or was she just like a lab tech? I couldn't. Um, I, she wore like a velour tracksuit the entire time. But so did so. the other scientists. No, like, they actually the other wore at least like girl. they were actually wearing like like a Tyvek suit or something like that a little okay. bit. It may have been form fitting. Yeah, maybe but she was wearing like a pink tra- tracksuit yeah. that I. Would, she must have just been see. like a helper. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, but. Oh my gosh! Like so, yeah. She is screaming and nonstop through the whole thing. We're like, I had most of, most of the time I had the volume down because it was nonstop, and the computer sounds were so annoying. <laughs> like, really, I thought of our favorite clip whenever I was watching this movie of uh, Nicolas Cage. Not the bees. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Yeah, so it's you pretty know, much really, that. I really like the music in the background of that <laughs> clip, actually. Right. That, that kind of makes half of it there for me. <laughs> so it's pretty much that, but the whole fucking movie. Oh, my God. It's uh, real, some real sque- scream, king, scream queens going on there, yes. Oh, my God. So, all right. I, I guess go ahead, uh, start the breakdown. I'll, I'll interrupt right, with my I'll make shenanigans. This, I'll make this quick here, and then we can kind of talk about it a little bit. 
So uh, the overall synopsis here, uh, that's really a short one uh, that I pulled off of Google here, but a space ranger, uh, not Buzz Lightyear, uh, but uh, a, a way worse dude. Uh, he lands at a research station where a flesh-eating mutant is loose. That kind of encapsulates it a little bit, except it's not a mutant. It's a metamorph, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, kept call, I called it several different things. I called it, like in my notes, I called it an alien. I called it a mutant. I called it the metamorph. And I was just like, the monster. It's, it, is, it, yeah. it is what it that is. That thing over there. Uh, but we have our, uh, our uh, heroes in this movie, if you will, are Mike Colby. He is the, uh, he's the aforementioned space ranger. Uh, the movie starts with him uh, uh, being w- awakened by his robot, Sam 104. Uh, and Sam's like the stormtrooper-looking robot uh, yeah. that uh, loves Beethoven, apparently. Uh, it's like they're getting attacked by a bunch of space pirates in reused footage, by, away, by the way. Uh, it's, uh, it was from another... Ro- so this is a Roger Corman movie. Mm-hmm. We, haven't t- we haven't touched on this yet, but this is a Roger Corman movie. If you're familiar with Roger Corman you know what you were getting into. Yeah. He's like the king of schlock uh, and like uh, <laughs> and, and like B-movies like in this time period and like from the 50s until like the 80s. Uh, but this, you see Roger Corman and you know you're in for a fun ride. Right. And you're going to be able to enjoy it even though it's going to be probably pretty bad. Anyways, there's a bunch of... There's so much stuff that's reused in this movie from earlier films of his. That's hilarious. And so it's you can see it all over. Uh, like I'm just... And jumping ahead... Like there's like lunch trays all over the walls that they just painted over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no. obvious that they're there. Yeah, the, it must have been a low budget movie. I mean, hold on. I, actually, while, while you talk, I'm gonna look that up to figure out if I can find the budget. All right. Uh, so while you're looking that up, so basically what happens is they're getting attacked. Uh, the uh, Sam 04 he saunters back to the back of the ship, uh, wakes up the uh, space to the space ranger, Mister Colby there. And he's, uh, uh, and Sam's like, hey, we're getting attacked. And uh, Colby's like, ugh, my hands are numb. Because like, apparently he was in like hypersleep and yeah. that numbs your hands. So, so yeah, the budget was a million even. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they did uh, did pretty good with the money. Yeah, that's actually not too bad. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, it's produced by the Roger Corman. So he, he's going to shell out some money, but he's also going to run a tight ship, which apparently he did. They filmed this over the course of 20 days. Yeah, so. I, I saw that too. Yeah. Oops, I'm oh. going to punch the mic there. Oh my God, <laughs> so violent. Uh, so they have this uh, fight with the uh, ships. You don't know where anybody is in relationship no. to each other. And the, and the thing, the frustrating part is, whenever this movie starts, you're like, am I supposed to know all of this? In- like, am I supposed to know some info that I don't know? Like, it, it almost seems like it started off as like, Episode two kind of thing. Yeah, like. we're in Medias <laughs> Rays here. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're in like the middle of it. It's beyond uh, frustrating, honestly. It's like, I, I, yeah, I, I do feel like this is part two of the movie. He's like, because he's like, we get his kind of a little bit of his backstory. He's on his way home. He's on his way back to Earth. And uh, we know that, but we don't know where he's coming from. We get a little bit of backstory on some of his other ventures throughout the rest of the movie. He's like all scarred up and everything, but we don't really know much else about him. Uh, and where he's where he's coming from, why he's and doing it, yeah. Those fucking scars, they were the worst looking scars <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like you look n- like not that they looked, burn. yeah, it, not like like it looked like they hurt. It looked like they put silly putty all over him. <laughs> A it was bit. so bad. 
Even for that time, they know how to make fake stuff look better than that. Because like they I, did that. I'm very, I think they were probably like, it's going to be from very far away, so it doesn't have to look good. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, but you're also going to have to be naked while that's yeah. like on there. And so. you're naked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, uh, they fight the, uh, they're like, uh, what do they call them? They're like food pirates. Mm-hmm. Or basically, the, the whole backstory that we end up learning, uh, he, he has to go to this planet Zarbia. They have to hyperspeed there. Uh, which that's not apparently fun for Mr. Cold. Yeah, there. no, I thought he was going to get sick. Like yeah. the way that he looked, you're like, is he about to die? It reminded me of in Flight of the Navigator when they have to go back in time and the kid like has to like basically like batten down the hatches because yeah. he's going to get his brain turned inside out. Yeah, the or or like a black hole whenever they go through the black hole. That's, yeah, that's how he looked. Yeah, he's uh, he's like definitely not enjoying it. The robot's Have a trippy like ride. the robot's like, I hope this guy dies. This guy's a dick. That's right. Just, <laughs> just fucking die. Like, which we, we which we understand started. why the the, the, the freaking oh, robot God. gets turned off every two seconds because yeah. he he obviously is like one of those guys like no droids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, so they they end up going to Zarbia X Arbia, I believe it's a uh, X Arby's uh, former Arby's. It used to be an Arby's. It's now a science science outreach a outpost. whole planet Arby's. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they get there, and we see uh, it's it's a, basically a research station, and we see our first scientist, and what we see is a pair of queer stiletto high heels, uh, with a pair of feet inside of them, God. walking down the hallway, and then oh, we wow. see the rear end that is attached to these legs before we even see the face of the oh, person, and it stays there for a long time. And we're, it's like it's like one of those. I feel like it's one of those things from Naked Gun where they just kind of keep painting up, and it's just legs, 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 and it just keeps going. More legs, more legs. And it's like this person must be like twenty feet tall. They like have the freaking longest legs. Uh, they just take so long doing it that you don't even uh, you don't see the person until like I feel like up two minutes after first seeing them walking down the hall with high heels. But what scientist, I'm, I'm sorry, even if you're a woman, if you're in the lab, you're not wearing heels. No. That's so impractical. It's like, even if you're in space and it's like a fraction of the gravity, you're probably not wearing that. Those shoes are uncomfortable. Yeah, and it was, yeah. I, as soon as I saw that, that's truly whenever I go, oh God, it's one of these movies. <laughs> yeah. You knew immediately, immediately. I mean, I could see the velour tracksuit being comfortable, but not the heels. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah, their their track like the tracksuits. I was like, I would wear one of those. Those looked really soft yeah. and comfy. It really looks comfy. I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> Although a little bit form fitting for my tastes. Yeah, I'd need a little bit looser. <laughs> it, I was like, uh, Jimmy didn't look. Uh, Jimmy filled his out as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get there and uh, uh, we 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 learn a little bit more about. Uh, uh, Mr. Mike Colby's character. He's a space ranger, but he's kind of a surly guy. He's pissed off because he's not going home. And he's like, uh, he, they, they give him the rundown. There's a metamorph that's stuck in the lab uh, and it's uh, killed all of these uh, animals in their lab. Uh, it's killed like a bunch of rabbits that are they're doing test stuff on. They're trying to solve the galactic food crisis right. by producing new means of producing, uh, like growing food. Uh, so they go in there and there's all these rabbits. Now, one of the pieces of trivia on there is that they actually got these carcasses. They're real. They got them from like, uh, they got them like from like an SPCA or something. These animals that were, they were just going to have to incinerate them and they got them and they just like threw them all over the lab and they were all bloodied up and everything. And it was like, that place must've like reeked. I can't believe that was real. That was totally real. Oh God. 
particularly because what happens a little bit later and the guy has to manage like handle those things for real yeah i just assumed they were fake that <laughs> that actually is almost upsetting yeah like Hey, that, I, I told you, Roger Corman, he's going to make some B-movies, and he's going to make them as like Cheap efficiently, as, as cheaply as possible. <laughs> he, makes, he made a ton of these things, so he's like, he's like I gotta, I'm on a budget. Yeah. Uh, so they get in there. They uh, find... So you think, okay, there's a monster loose, and it's killed all these things. It's, we don't know where it is, right? Wrong. They called this guy in. They know exactly where this freaking monster is. Yeah. It's in this incubator. It's got, it looks like, a, I thought it was like a starfish looking thing at first. Yeah, I, I did too. But it's like in the incubator, it's kind of like uh, grown into the sides and just kind of hanging there. And it's not locked in or anything. It's just got a little flap on the incubator. Yeah, it's like wherever you go to the store and you're like, oh, I want a donut and it has like the little Yeah, the plastic little plastic flimsy. lid. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> Which that becomes an issue later. <sighs> Uh, so, uh, Mike being the rational guy in this whole thing, is like, all right, so we're just going to kill it. Right. I'm going to keep, we're going to kill it. And then I'm going to go home. And they're like, no, you can't do that. We're going to capture it. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, well it's right there. Yeah. It's pretty much captured. Yeah. Just like glued this shut and yeah. it won't get out. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's no, we're going to, we're going to let it do whatever it wants. Uh, so they determine, they decide, uh, Mike, Mike's like, well, fuck this. I'm leaving. Uh, he gets convinced to stay by Dr. Glazer, who is the lady who we saw all of her legs and her yes. high heels. Uh, and we see more of her later. <laughs> so we then uh, they, they then go later. to dinner and we meet the rest of our uh, cast of uh, misfit scientists here. We meet uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Gordon Hauser, who is the lead scientist, the chief scientist. We meet right. Dr. Cal Timbergen who's coughing an awful lot, and we find out why later. I was saying that he he's the one that invented COVID. <laughs> yeah, and maybe a little bit. Yeah, whenever he was coughing, I was like, ah, he's the one that brought COVID to Earth. All right. Yeah, and he's the guy who never does his laundry because he's always wearing a freaking bloody, bloody. ass. It's always <laughs> so bloody. I, I was amazed. I was like, oh, it's no. It's like, did they just like uh, did they just like totally destroy the lab like two seconds ago? Yeah, and like he's just like living for the entire week. Is that like his only lab coat? Yeah, we What's thought going it was on him. Here? We, I, I, I was like, no, all this is gonna be fake, and it's actually him killing all this shit. You know, <laughs> he's yeah, that that, and yeah, he just never cleans the freaking thing. Uh, we then have Earl, who is our security uh, security uh, guy, watching the monitors. Who he sucks at his job. Mm. Uh, and. Yeah, and, and he's highly unethical about what the things he, he does. He is creepy as fuck. We have Brian, our resident uh, African American gentleman, who every horror movie has one of these, and yeah. so we knew what was going to happen to him from the beginning. I really had we, high hopes. Yeah, so he made it very far in this movie. Yeah, I feel like for the time he wasn't the first. Yeah, for the, for the the time that this was made, so we can all hear that my dog is now so Brian made it so yeah. so far. He was doing we his truly, job too. He yeah. was like the only guy doing his job. He truly was. He was the only one actually pulling his freaking weight. Yeah. I. I we and, were both and other stuff too. He was doing the security guy's yeah. job too. Yeah. He, we actually we both were like, oh, he's actually gonna make it. Because nah. I'd be like, I'd be like, dude, my job is to like do the electrical stuff. Everything else, you guys manage it. Yeah. I know how this goes. He could have been like that. Yeah. He's like, I know what happens. Yeah, <laughs> when there's a monster around, the black guy gets it, and oh. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's move on. 
Uh, so then we also have our two, I think they're lab techs. I don't think they're doctors. So we have yeah. Tracy. That's hard to know. Yeah. Who is, uh, she's the one who wears our pink velour tracksuit. Uh, I think they are of lower rank because they don't have the white uniforms like everybody else. Right. And then we have Jimmy, who I feel like he just got like there on an internship. Yeah. Jimmy, he's like the, the nephew of somebody. He must be. Yeah. He's not too smart. <laughs> he is so bad at his job. Yeah, he's he's like the janitor, I think. He must be. Truly, truly, yeah. So after they leave, they tell Jimmy, and this is what makes me think he's maybe the janitor or an intern or something, is they tell Jimmy to clean up. They left all the animals there, and they must have been there for a little while because they wanted to show Mike uh, the yep. situation there. And then they're like, once Mike saw it, they're like, all right, Jimmy, clean it up. Uh, if, if, the, if the alien metamorph whatever does something, just call us. <laughs> it's like they're yeah. like fuck you jimmy you're the most expendable one here yeah yeah <laughs> uh if you're about to die just at least let us know yeah just call, just call in which, which he, he does yeah he does he does it yeah <laughs> he he calls him it's like hey something's happening even though like he's sticking his head inside of this stupid thing that's the thing that drove me nuts so he's like he calls he, he sees that the thing is breathing uh he hears it and he does the smart thing he calls the security guy picks up and he's and he's like, "Is Doctor Hauser there? Doctor Hauser, the chief scientist?" Uh, and he's like, "No, he's not there." But he literally just left the room, so he's not going to be up in the chief, uh, up in the security slash right. dining room area yeah. yet. Uh, and so he goes in and he sticks his head underneath this cocoon. Dude. It's like I, if I you've seen care. the movie Aliens, which this kind of this movie is a ripoff of the movie Aliens, of course. And I don't care how dumb you are, you don't stick your head in something that's holding a alien creature thing that just yeah. killed everything because face huggers right <laughs> oh god I, so anyways so he does that and then he gets called back causing him to get a causing us to get a little bit of a jump scare he k- hits his head on the thing and then he uh talks to dr hauser dr hauser's he tells him what's going on dr hauser's like cool Agent dr hauser <laughs> he's like cool i'm gonna eat dinner you just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so Jimmy goes over and uh, what he tries to like reach over and close the thing. Yeah. Because the, the, whatever the monster is, kind of, it looked like a little uh, jello mold uh, was moving around inside, inside the bottom of the tank. He goes to reach up to close it and the thing jumps out and attaches to his face. Yeah. And then after a very dramatic struggle, Jimmy is dead. Well, no. Well, Jimmy is. We Jimmy think is he's not dead. dead. We think he is. So they come check on him. He he gets a fate worse than death. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's like he's alive but dead at the same time. He gets kind turned of thing. into like a jello mold. It, but he's alive yeah. the entire uh, freaking time. God, it's that's just awfulness. Um, uh, it looked like a. He ended up looking like a scene out of that uh, uh, that series Chernobyl. If you've gotten to see it, like those radiation people, they like their skins like melting off. Yeah, that's what happens to him. God. Yeah, it is it was pretty nasty. Uh, but yeah, poor poor Jimmy. He gets taken out. Uh, I, I wrote down on my notes here. Jimmy's a goner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what it, the thing actually eats like his prefrontal cortex. So he's like he, so he's like alive. It's like brainstem. Everything is still there. But, like, the part of him that thinks is, like, gone. Mm-hmm. So he's just, like, a breathing husk at this point. Yeah. Which, there's a reason why we, we learn later, there's a reason why this thing does that. It didn't, why it didn't just kill him. So, uh, the, uh, they, they go in there, they, they finally figured out uh, that Jimmy was killed, because they sent Tracy to go check on him. Right. 
and we get our first Tracy scream. Ugh. It's brutal. It's one of the worst screams. Yeah, but truly. she's so but she's so good at they told her what to do and she did she was so good at her job. She she's did. a she is a true scream queen. Yeah, she is. It's brutal though. So everybody runs down there, which that place they're it's literally like half a second away to get to get down there. Yeah, it's a very small ship. Yeah. Uh I was like, dude, why didn't Jimmy just step out? And like say, hey, uh, the monster's in there. Well, so they are. This whole room is supposed to be secured with like a UV light thing, and monsters not supposed to get out. Monster gets out like so easy. Yeah, it it doesn't do shit. Truly, does not do a fucking thing. Uh, but the uh the monster gets out. Uh, doctor uh doctor doctor Cal basically wheels Jimmy's a body out there to like to yeah. take a look at him. And the monster is like in Jimmy's body, and everybody's like in the lab, like where the hell did the monster go? For it. Yeah, yeah. like it, there's no way it could leave. Which, come on, like I'm not locked, I'm not there. I know where the freaking thing is. Like, well, they made it. They made it so obvious with the way they were shooting it that the monster was not there anymore. The monster was in Jimmy. Uh, again, like something out of movie aliens yes it was definitely lifted from that movie yeah they took a lot of stuff from those movies uh but basically <clears throat> everybody goes to sleep uh doc dr cow is like all right jimmy's alive but i want to check something out uh everybody goes to bed they uh assign mike his bunk <sighs> and then we get our first uh our first nudity scene well actually no our first nudity scene was actually with miss tracy as she was going to bed yeah and then she's supposed to so we learned that she and uh she we, see, we watch her getting dressed for no fucking reason yeah, no reason at all uh so she's getting into her night clothes she lays down she looks longingly at the photo apparently she had a relationship with jimmy yeah uh, apparently everybody had a relationship with everybody else at least at one point yeah in this movie uh, except for Dr. Hauser. Dr. Hauser must... Everyone to stay the hell away yeah. from him. Yeah, nobody likes that guy. Uh, but uh, the the whole mood, the whole somber mood after that first part is undercut by the fact that when, you, when she's looking at the photo of Jimmy, her boob's like hanging out. Like one yeah. of them. Yeah, you're just like, okay, this is so weird. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was kind of funny at that point. Yeah, again, I was like, oh. I, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said it so many times to me just going, okay, come on. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Like it's like it's like it's like they're they're like we know what gets the people in. That's here. right. And it's like it's the, and and that's what kind of gives you more of the horror vibe because that's like very much the hallmark of those eighties, seventies, and eighties horror movies was like the lady running around with no shirt on. Yeah, but she's about to get killed. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so this is very much down straight down the middle yeah, with it, that kind of. It film. has that vibe. Uh, we then see Mike. Moving forward, we see Mike, and he's going to go into his room, but Dr. Glazer is giving the come-hither eyes, and then the come-hither words, and basically, like, gets straight to the point and says, hey, let's do it. Let's bone. Yeah. And so we There's get to no watch that. It. But we, uh, so that that happens, that happens like you would expect it to happen, but the twist is that uh, we Earl. We got a peeper. Yeah, per, uh, Pearl, Earl, whatever this dude's name is, he's on the security terminal, and he's watching and he's got this weird... So we get this weird montage thing where we're, like, flashing pictures over and over again. So... And he's, like, playing with this toy and oh makes this weird whistling noise. Yeah. And I was like, this is the trippiest thing ever. It was awful. Plus, who puts cameras in people's rooms like that facing directly where the bed is? Like, I would not be okay with that. I was thinking to myself about that. 
Like, so it's in a secure facility like that. I could see the rationale. You want to give people their privacy, but you also need to see where, like, every nook and cranny of something like that when you have that kind of specimen. Because something could hide in there. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, would you, would they actually do that? Or would they ethically be re, re, uh, restricted from doing something like that? Like, would you put cameras in the bathrooms or yeah. something like that? Yeah. But you also need to see all the stuff in case something breaks out of containment, like something just did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, that, that really bothered me. And it was so long. It was so long. Like, I truly skipped ahead and i know i didn't miss a thing then yeah then he doesn't like an alarm go off and that's why he gets up to check it out and then we have this weird fucking thing where like he's walking around lurking trying to find where the alarm trigger was but at the same time there was like he'd have random weird it almost seemed like flashbacks of watching them two have sex. Yeah, which that was so, uh, what to go back to that part. You may you probably missed this since you skipped over that part. Uh, so they played that sexy saxophone music right, that they always right, do. Yeah, sexy and sax it, man. It was <laughs> Brian was was the sax man. He was like in the other room and was so like the funniest thing no, to me. I mean, it was I like saw that. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't just like the it wasn't it wasn't like soundtrack. It was Brian playing his little space saxophone in the other room. That was what we were hearing. They had, like, it, it was, like, in the scene. That's where the saxophone music was coming from. No, like, I mean, no, I caught that. I yeah, saw that. I thought that was hilarious. But the weird part is him down in some shaft room looking for this alien at the same time having random-ass flashbacks to watching these two have sex while he's playing a saxophone. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like I was like why does this matter? Especially like whenever he does get attacked by the creature, there's like he's getting attacked, so it's quick flashing between him getting attacked, him having sex, him playing a saxophone, him getting attacked. It's like Yeah. The other, why? Yeah. Why are you doing this? The other thing that uh before before Earl gets taken out is like he grabs this necklace from uh the locker of this Annie lady, yeah. which we we hear whispers of about her, but not much uh not much else at this point. And he takes it and he puts it in his locker. But you look in there and it looks like it's a picture of Earl with Dr. Glazer, actually. Yeah. Which so, which kind of explains to me why he would be watching or why he may have had access to put cameras in there. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, but apparently again, there was like something of, there previously. This is, again, another movie with lots of information that doesn't matter. Or, or lots of information that it doesn't matter to us because we don't have the context. Yeah. Yeah. It, again, like I said at the beginning, there was a lot of things where it felt like I should apparently already know what's happening. Right. But anyway, He's so... like thrown in the middle of it. So yeah, yeah. anyway, so that whole scene is pretty much over because... Uh, fuck face. I can't think of his name right off the top of my uh, head. Mr. Earl. Yeah, he's dead now. He's gone. And then they all wake up the next morning, right? Isn't... Yeah, so we get we we, oh, get, we, see, we get right oh, back the into sun it. Bathing. Yeah, we uh, see uh, we see Tracy. She gets uh, out of bed and she goes to her steam on. bath, which again, no clothes. Yeah, who? She's like straight uh, up like naked as a jaybird. This makes zero sense again. Obviously, there's something killing people. She's butt ass naked, walking all over the ship. 
goes into this room, her secret sunbathing room. Yeah, and look at she was like laying on a towel that looked like it had duct tape all over it to me. Yeah, it was duct tape and it was an X, so I was like, it marks the spot. Yeah, it marks the spot there because um, the alien was like sitting right above her. Yeah, and then who comes around the corny, corner lurking? Yeah, the other predator yeah, here. <laughs> the other, yeah, the other freak and the freaking. So it's like freaking place. This was the weirdest freaking scene. It was so creepy. Uh, it really like was. Mike. Like, Mike rolls over there, and she's like, it was reasonable a, response, like, like get the hell out of here. I'm sunbathing. It was a Me Too moment, truly. Yeah. I, I was very uncomfortable with this moment. Yeah, and but, like, it's, uh, again, like every exploitation film ever, she eventually is like, all right, I'll have sex with you. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, all right, sure. So they, uh, she, she, like, tells him to get get undressed and it, it like reads like any freaking letter to penthouse forum at that point yeah uh but uh freaking cock blocked by the, the alien yeah she goes <laughs> to lay back down on her x marks a spot little blanket thing and then little alien guy pops out and they all freak the fuck out and excuse me um pretty much they run out of the room they close the door then here comes punch everybody else they found the alien. It, it's as far as they think, it's trapped in that sunbathing room. Yeah. Until it breaks out. It breaks out through the skylight, right? Yeah. So it, like it leaves the actual building. Yeah. Which I thought was, I didn't know it was an option. Yeah. But I, we don't we don't know much about the, what's going on in the planet outside. We just yeah. know that they're in this like cab. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of information we feel like we should have already had, but we don't. Right. Uh, so they uh, they just instead of like letting it leave and do its own thing, they uh, they go out and look for it. And yeah. So we get the, so, another jump scare there. They we find we find Earl and he like att- he like falls like limply over, looking like the inflatable arms man. Where he's yeah. like, Bruh! yeah, and yeah. like scares that scares the hell out of Brian. Right. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Brian. But yeah, so yeah, I mean that happens. Then they find another like cocoon type thing. Yeah. Which didn't really make any sense. Yeah, it's like metamorphos- metamorphosing again. Metam- metamorphosing. But it wasn't in there. Well, so it, it it like it does regenerate at 50 times the speed of normal people, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it just I don't know, still in my mind I was like, okay, this doesn't add up. So did he make it as a like look over here while I'm over here type thing? No. We do find out later. That thing is pretty smart. Yeah, because then they find out, oh, it's back towards the station thing. Well, but we do we do learn it doesn't really freaking matter because they're all terrible shots. Oh, they are terrible. They're like, even the robot troopers. sucks. Yeah, fucking robot sucked. Come it, on. And like, it's so bad. He just like, he's so bad at his shot. He's so embarrassed that he's like, oh, no, malfunction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't feel good. Yeah. This is why I'm so bad. I'm malfunctioning. Yeah. Uh. So that happens. Uh, they they go back and they uh, see like yeah, it's not like this big. It looks like the thing out of a little shop of horrors. It's like it really you does. see more. Yeah. Uh, they they go over there. Doctor Hauser is like run back because he was like pissed off that they were gonna shoot the thing while it was in its cocoon, uh, and he sees it sitting there and uh, he like runs right up to it and he's just kind of standing there staring at it and it jumps over him into this like tunnel to go back inside the building. Right. Uh, and uh, Dr. Hauser's like, oh, God, thank you. It didn't kill me. And then it, like, jumps up, grabs him, and takes him yeah. down. It was the best that thing That was pretty ever. good. I, I did like that scene quite a bit. It's like, fuck you, Dr. Hauser. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the thing, pretty much what it does is 
it takes control of the computer system in the space station, wherever they are. I, like, I can't. I, I, I'm having problems figuring out if it's a space station. Uh, so there, no, it's like a. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a research station, like research on the because it's on yeah. the surface of the okay, planet. Okay, there we go. Yeah, research yeah. station. So pretty much, it takes over all the computers in the station. Yeah, and they pretty much figure out. Okay, so we have to figure out how to get rid of this and not destroy our computer system. Right. If we destroy the computer system, it can destroys our life support. Yeah. While they're trying to figure it out, however, uh, Doctor Glazer <sighs> has like the. Glazer. She comes up with this great idea with her and Tracy while they're again being naked, yeah, taking a shower naked, together. Taking, yeah, taking a shower <laughs> together. I'm like, this is unnecessary. Why are you doing this right now? And their idea is like, this thing seems like it's so smart. Why don't we just go talk to it? And so they don't go and talk to these other guys. They don't like to get help. They don't go and get properly dressed. No. They don't put on shoes. They put I, on their bathrobes. They're probably yep. naked underneath. Yeah. And they the hair still wet. And they walk down to the control room where the monster is, where they know it's at. And they go try to talk to it. Yeah. I was so afraid that they were going to pull an alien sex scene. I truly was. I was like, oh, my God. Please, well, no. We didn't see what happened on the low side. We only saw what happened on the high uh, side. Yeah, so. it's very true. <laughs> it's very... Anyway, so they go. Um, then they start to talk to it. Yeah. But then they figure out, oh, it can't talk back. So she types on the computer. Yeah, we also learn it likes rock and roll. It does. Yes. So um, she's typing out questions, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then she's like, can we live can we co coexist together right isn't that what she says right before she yeah, dies can we coexist and it says please stand by yeah please stand by. and then it uses its little so testicle yeah. thing and i was like oh god here we go it's the alien sex scene that i'm afraid that's going to happen yeah it's going and it's going she's standing there just watching it and i'm like leave yeah, it's a tentacle. There. Obviously, something's going to happen. And so it like it, it goes and like you basically next thing you see is the sh- the thing is sticking out of her shoulder. It's like screaming blood her. everywhere. It's yeah. squirting. It is actually pretty funny. Yeah. So Doctor Glazer dead. Yep. So Tracy screaming again. Oh, constant screaming still. Yeah. As she's running all the way back to tell the guys what happened. And then when she's doing that, this is like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, we she's she's crying. She's screaming. She's uh she's now standing there. We see her and in the back we see like a window and we see something moving in the back and we're, I'm like, Oh, is there oh, a yeah. monster? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's Dr. Hauser. He's like half eaten, like half mutant now. And, but, uh, but like you can, it's like, this was like the gen- part of the genius of the movie is like, you get so much foreshadowing for the thing that's going to happen like in two seconds. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's this shit doesn't, they didn't frame the camera. So you don't see what's coming. You see what's coming, but you're not, you're not hundred percent sure what it is. You just know something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And so, like, you see that, and then you see rounding the corner, you see Dr. Hauser, and she, like, again, screams, and Dr. Hauser, like, kind of keels over, because he's dead. And you kind of forget about him yeah. before it even happens. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, you thought he was dead. Thought yeah. he got eaten. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so they all rush into the control room to try to figure out how to, I think, pretty much set it up so they can try to kill the monster but the monster won't kill the life system right right they want to they want to call for help so call for rescue yeah uh the uh and uh while that's going on uh uh dr cal 
is kind of figured out an idea because he's been doing research on Jimmy and what the monster is doing to Jimmy. What they figure out is the monster is trying to turn them into a food source, basically, mm -hmm. and make them like a regenerating food source using their proto B molecule thing that it's like making make makes what it is, makes it it what it is. Uh, so they uh, he tests out. Apparently, we learned that the reason Doctor Cow is coughing is because he has cancer. Uh, so yeah, that's right. So he he tested on the, the cells because they uh, metamor uh, metamorphize uh, metabolize rather because they metabolize at fifty times the speed of normal humans. Uh, apparently, they grow cancer fifty times the speed of normal humans too. So he he mixes in some of his blood with it. They it just basically melts. Uh, and so the next thing you see, he's like running around with the robot with a laser gun. And I was like, oh my God, he made a cancer laser. <laughs> that's what, that was my next thought. I was like, he made a cancer gun. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's why I, I thought, I, I thought he just weaponized his cancer and he's like, fuck cancer. I'm yeah. going to shoot everybody with cancer that's now. Right. Fuck you. You got cancer. You got cancer. He's the Oprah of cancer. Which that is not what happened, unfortunately for him and unfortunately for our eyes. Uh, because what happens is Brian gets taken out. He yep. gets like melted by uh, some acid, acid stuff. stuff. Yeah, we don't again really know. stealing from the aliens movie. Yeah. Uh, while that's going on, the monster is uh, kind of like halfway in the other room. Uh, basically, what uh, what Doctor Cowell was trying to do was basically throw himself and have the monster eat him. Because if the monster ate him, it would get the cancer and, and the cancer then die, and yeah. the cancer would kill the monster. So what he uh, was trying to do was trying to get the monster to kill him, but that the, the uh, Colby and Tracy like drag him out of the room. Right. He, he, like he gets whacked basically, and they drag him out of the room. He's like, no, 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 let me let it eat me, and it'll kill it. And they're like, uh, no, we're not going to let you do that. So instead of just letting this guy get eaten and like ending it quickly for him, they he has them do surgery on yeah. him to pull his tumor out. It's like it's on his spine. Yeah. And so like. He, the, Mike, who has never done surgery in his life, he has can do to, everything, man. Yeah, he he like cuts him open. Uh, Tracy runs to get the morphine, but she's getting chased around by the monster at this point. And so they're like, "All right, we just got you. Just need to cut me open and get the tumor out." And it's like basically this grapefruit that's like lodged inside of him. It's a large yeah, tumor. It's ridiculous. And, he, and Mike just reaches in there and just rips it out. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as that's all done, then he gets the morphine, which yeah, sucks yeah, for him. Yeah, I I I, I kind of laughed at that. I was like girl you're too late like yeah fuck you let's move on yeah dr cal so, unfortunately he dies yep. he, i think he died from a morphine overdose at that point probably because she did not trauma. measure shit she yeah, just, like, just like filled it up and jammed it right yeah. at him uh, but yeah this when the monster comes into the, the the room yeah then pretty much they just shove it in his mouth yeah mike shoves his arm in there and i was like mike's gonna come out of this with one less arm but nope he's still a two-armed person because yeah, mike's freaking awesome somehow apparently uh and uh sam the robot gets knocked over he gets split in half dr cal's dead brian got melted halfway and we uh everybody else has all their limbs uh that is that being mike and tracy right uh, and the monster dies from cancer mm -hmm. which i would not have called that at the beginning of the movie there that the that monster dies from cancer that's like some war of the world shit right there uh where that died because of the common cold yep uh, so, uh, the monster dies of cancer and then that's the end of the movie. Who doggy. And, uh, so the, uh, the, the moral of the story is fuck everybody else. Food shortage, food shortage. We didn't die. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. So, uh, all right. So, we'll move on. Uh, so, Anthony, let's talk about our likes and dislikes. All right. So, I guess I'll start us off, since I did not add a lot into that that segment. Um, so, what I disliked. I'm going to start off with the negatives. What I did not You can't say like, the nudity, because we already said that. I'm taking that away. I'm taking that option off the table. That's fine. Mm. I, that actually wasn't even going to be it. Was... All the un, either the unnecessary information and then that information where we feel like we should have already had it. Mm-hmm. Like, so much of it to the point where, like, there was, I mean, we even talked about it quite a bit throughout this. Of There were moments you're like, I feel like I'm supposed to already know why this is this way. But I have no idea. They're not even hinting yeah. at shit. Or something's happening. You're like, they, like... They reference something. Like, I, I wish I could, I should have written it down, but they reference something at one point where I was just like, none of this was even brought up. You're talking like we should know what the hell you're talking about. We don't. Yeah. It, it forces you to, uh, it forces you to have to create kind of your own headcanon while watching this movie. Yeah. And that requires you to actually care about what's going on. Yeah, which is hard which for me. You don't get the first, you don't get that first, you don't get anything to put your hooks into. Yeah. To care. Because they start right off the bat. Yeah. So you're, you, you can't form a headcanon about something you don't give a shit about. Yeah. So <laughs> just like forcing us to have thoughts and opinions about things that they haven't even given us enough information to even fucking care about. Yeah. So that that's what I disliked the most. What about you? What what did you dislike the most? Uh what I disliked the most is the uh the usage of the uh uh they could have gone more full in on like some of the like the monster stuff. I feel like they got pretty crazy with it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they could have gone in like had and had like more creative stuff with like the uh, the kills. I'm always like the creativity of the kills. The one, the only, the most creative kill in the movie was when uh, Doctor Hauser like got taken taken down after he thought that he didn't die. Right. We've, we've seen stuff like that before, and it's always great to see like the asshole character get taken out. But I feel like some of the other kills were just kind of like boring kills. You don't yeah, really see it, what's going on. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like a killer, like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Or like, oh my God, they died like that. Except for the yeah. acid. The acid was probably the best kill. Yeah, but the, uh, like, the, the thing with Jimmy, it was just like the thing was just glued to his face. And he was just like, you, you, you could tell he was literally holding this thing onto his face. Yeah, because he never let go. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did like the part where he basically smashed all the beakers by like just kind of like brushing them off the thing. They shattered before leaving the yeah. shelf. I was just like, so that's dramatic. precariously placed. It was great. But the, uh, I mean, so that was kind of funny, but like the kills, the creativity in the kills wasn't there for me. Yeah. And that's the one part I was like disappointed in. Yeah. So, uh, okay. We always break it up between the MVP. So the MVP of the movie for me was Whistling Yo-Yo. Because <laughs> without that, that whole scene would have been, well, just as bad. But I mean, come on. It was pretty great. I I was dying laughing every time. I was like, that is the craziest thing. Like, why are you doing that? To, to me, I, every time I heard it, I, was, I just thought of it like the guy. It, it could have been just him going, woo. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> but really, like, after I watched the movie, like, I, so I usually watch it the day before we record. And so I actually think about, okay, when I think about this movie, what stuck out to me the most? It was that stupid yo-yo. So, mm. There we go. MVP is whistling yo-yo. 
MVP for me was Brian. I really wanted him to make it so bad. He was, he was good. He was the true hero of this movie, I feel like. He sacrificed... This he dude, did the most work. He, sac- he did the most work, and he sacrificed himself stupidly, I will add. He should have just held back. They told... They told Brian wanted to do good for everybody. He wanted to be the guy to, like, save everybody. So I do feel like he, like, was trying to, like, be that person. He, I bet you he, like, went through everything, and he always got doubted because there's, like, there's not that many black guys in space. So he's up there. He's trying to bust his ass and do his job and yep. like, and show people his worth. It's true. And so people will doubt him, and so he can get some respect around here. Some damn and respect. So, so he's, like, back there, and, like, he's, like, he's, like, Fuck this. I don't care if this cocoon thing is here. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to fix the transponder, and we're going to get our asses rescued. And they're going to be like, thank you, Brian. Thank you for saving us. <laughs> and what happens? He goes in there, and he just bites off a little more than he can chew. Yeah. And he gets, like, the, the, the freaking cocoon ruptures, and it, like, melts his legs off. Yeah. And Brian dies. And, oh, he also he, he melts his legs off, and he also kind of gets electrocuted, too. Yeah. Yeah, which it, it, was, a mix it was like both. a bummer way to go. Yeah, it was pretty bad. They gave him the worst death, that's for sure. Yeah. So, it was rough. Um, okay, so moving on to likes. Um, mine isn't a specific thing. I liked the vibe of the movie. Like, you knew it was a horror slash sci-fi film. I mean, they did the classic horror stuff, which we talked about, you know, the whole, like, lots of nudity and that kind of stuff that's like for some reason such a big part in horror films but just like the way they shot stuff the way that they the music played at certain times the way certain things happened just the the whole vibe of the movie i really liked um and that's all i'm gonna say about that so anthony what did you like most about this movie you can only pick one I wrote down a few things on my notes here, so I'm just trying to figure out what it <laughs> Gotta was. Gotta figure out which one. One second here. It's like the effects were really good for the budget they were on, but that's mm-hmm. not the thing I really want to talk about here. I think the thing I really want to talk about, I, we already touched on it a little bit, but it's like it's a it's a feature in a lot of these Roger Corman movies. Uh, and you, and again, you can see this guy's fingerprints all over this movie. He wasn't the director for this movie, but he was a pro- he was a producer, so he had a lot of sway in what was going on here because right. he's the money man. Uh, so he comes in there and he and he can tell him, hey, this is where we're gonna, how we're going to execute this. This yeah. is a Roger Corman fucking film. Yep. So we're going to do things my way. I don't give a shit what kind of director you are. <laughs> and I'm sh- I, I don't I don't know. I've never seen or heard Roger Corman talk. But I bet you that's what was yeah. freaking happening. Yeah, that's that's the vibe that he probably gives off. The the, the, the true Roger, Roger Corman film. So oh he, yeah, yeah yeah. I really I really I've always really enjoyed his films. Uh, I, and again, they're like schlocky B movies, but they're like quality schlocky B movies. You, you you see his name on there, you know what you're getting. Exactly exactly. So I really and that was the thing I liked most about this movie is like he. He kept it the same quality that you expect from that, and that quality is like bad quality. Yeah. But it's bad quality that you can enjoy. It is a good bad movie. Hundred percent. So yeah. All right. So uh, on to our next part, which is cheers or party foul, Anthony. You know, I was thinking to myself, this movie, uh, watching it by yourself, moderately enjoyable. But uh, if you, if it's like you and like a loved one who is doesn't bother that you watch nudity 
on screen with constant nudity or you and like you and your buddies kind of riffing on this movie hell of a fun time uh my wife was sitting in the other room when i was watching this and i was like yelling across the room about like <laughs> i was like what the hell is this and blah 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 and i was just making i was just cracking jokes at this movie and uh she was cracking jokes back at me and so that was just that was just like the fun of the movie that's the fun of yeah. any of these b movies yeah true. uh and so it wasn't so bad that you you couldn't say anything fun about it it was fun to watch and it was fun to make fun of yeah. so yes i highly recommend this movie um you know before i came here i was going to give it a party foul but through talking with it and all that kind of stuff i'm like you know what? it's probably a cheers because it's one of those where it's almost more fun to talk about it than it is to actually watch it. Yeah. So if you watch it, you can either well yeah, message wh- us. You could talk to yeah, us. Watch like, with we'll, a friend. Yeah. We'll talk to you about this fucking movie, or yeah, get another friend and like watch it via Skype together, kind of thing. Uh, definitely watch it with somebody. It's definitely one of those. So. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're giving it a. Uh, little hand clap there i forgot that was gonna happen i was like what is that noise it almost (laughs) sounds like rain almost but um there you go i hope those i hope those people clapping are social distancing probably not it sounds like they're pretty close together oh man i wonder if i can find a uh, social distance clap sound that'd be really weird (laughs) it's like the sound of one hand clapping yeah (laughs) so uh we will let's go ahead and rate our beer then we'll talk about our suggestion of the week so how are you feeling about this beer now that uh well you're finished with it I'm about yeah to i just finished mine. uh it's like i was yeah, but it's too long it's gonna get warm yeah. uh, and i talk way too long so it's gonna take me it's gonna get really warm by the time i finish it uh so it maintains its smoothness throughout it's 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 uh very consistent in its flavor throughout from when it's cool cold to when it's warm i feel like yeah. a lot of them a lot of them change when they get different flavors yeah. or i'm sorry different temperatures uh, but as it warmed up, it kind of maintained the same flow. Uh, it's just it's just warmer uh, as I let it sit there. Uh, so I I rate it at like a four. That's oh. that's the score I give it. Nice. That's. I mean, I I agree. The flavor did stay the same. Obviously, this was a lot more enjoyable cold. Um, but for me personally, I give it like a three point five. Okay. Because, again, with turning point, I. I'm extra picky with them because I expect an, a certain level of things. It was good. I enjoyed it. The 3.5 is still good for me. That's still in the buying range. Um, but I don't know. It still wasn't anything amazing. I wouldn't go buy a pack of it personally for myself. But, I mean, like Anthony said, he liked it enough. Obviously, he gave it a really better score than I did. So... If you get this beer, let us know what you think, truly. That's one of the fun parts about beer All right, and so movies. I'm, I'm scoring this right now on the Let's Do a Podcast Untapped, and I'm putting in our average score of 3.75. There we go. We'll split it up. Boom, boom, boom. So, uh, actually, I realized that we did not do Thing of the Week our last episode. Mm. But uh, Thing of the Week for me this time... It's, I know I do these every once in a while, but spend some quality time with somebody. Um, I, 
I, I just I want to encourage people to take time to unplug, turn off your phones, turn off the TV, and whether you're just sitting there chatting or play a board game, go out for a walk, do something to spend actual quality time with either if it's your uh, significant other or maybe it's a best friend that you can socially distance hang out with. Like, It's so important for you to take time away from technology, even from your own mind, and just chill. Um, especially, I know, with all the election stuff, um, with the oh pandemic boy. stuff, yeah. I mean, just... There's a lot happening in the world right now. And I know for me personally, on top of all of that, I have a lot of other crap that just happened. I mean, I lost pretty much two pets in like three months. Um, a lot of stuff at work happening. So just it, it can all build up so much. So it's so important for you to take time and relax and force yourself to unplug and and spend quality time with either just yourself. I mean, even if it's... Even if you don't want to, even if it's just like, I just need to play video games to like be mindless for a while. Like take time for you, take time to be and create a healthier mental you. So there's mine. Anthony, what you got? Mine's pretty close to that. Uh, so I'm going to start with a, a anti thing of the week. My anti thing of the week is Twitter, man. Get I, the fuck off Twitter, I, people. I, I was doom scrolling for like maybe like Oof. a week to two weeks. And, uh, man, I looked at my screen time report off my phone and I was like, man, I'm like doing this like for nine hours a day. Yeah. So I was, uh, I, I was ready to kind of get away from it for a little bit. And I, I, I deleted a few apps off my phone. I was like, all right, I'm just going to like step back for a minute. Yep. Uh, and just like, kind of like not stare at that. Uh, so, uh, something I have been doing to kind of get away from it a little bit because, uh, if, uh, one thing you can do to kind of keep yourself from uh, just like scrolling Twitter all the time is get where you can't get any cell phone signal. One way to do that is to go hiking. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of hiking recently. Y'all really uh, have. Yeah. Uh, we've been, uh, my wife and I, we've been doing that about every week. We got a Texas state parks pass. Uh, Cause right now you have to pay like a, uh, Depending on the park, it's like five to eight dollars per right. person to get in there, and so we dropped like a, I think it was like a eighty dollars for a, a year long pass. That's not bad at if all. If you go often enough, it's say it, you get the money. Yeah. The Texas parks in Texas are freaking well kept. Yeah, it's uh, I come from Florida. Those and those parks don't tend to be kept all that well. Mm. So I w- when I first went to my first state park here in Texas, I was like, wow, this this one state park is <laughs> it's really nice. nice. And then I went to another one. And it's like this one is also nice as well. And so, and I went to a third one, and it's like, oh, this is also nice. So I, I came to realize all the state parks are very nice and very well kept. So we don't have any like national parks nearby, in, uh, like right. unless you go to like Arkansas or like way far in West Texas. But the state parks there, they're still really good. Go check them out. Uh, I highly recommend them, uh, particularly if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area. If you're outside, check out your local state parks. Like if you're in Oklahoma you're in Arkansas, you're wherever, check out your local stuff. Go for a walk for a little bit. Just walk in the woods. Absolutely. Make sure you bring your water uh, and just, just dress appropriately. Don't wear high heels. Don't, <laughs> that, don't be yeah. like those scientists. Don't do si- uh, see-through high heels. <laughs> you know, I did see somebody. Uh, I did see somebody. Oh, I went to Dinosaur Valley uh, oh, a, a week ago, and I saw this girl out there, and it was like her and her boyfriend, and she was wearing like those tight uh tight booty jeans Ugh. and like and she was like not dressed for a hike no. i saw her, she was hiking out on this trail and there's like this trail you go up a mountain to the <sighs> overlook poor girl and i was like 
there's a part where like you have to walk up this rock that's kind of like tilted at about 45 degrees right and if you slip off of it you're basically going to fall down fall down the rest of the oh, hill God. and because it, it, it scared it scared the hell out of my wife the first time we did it and i was like this lady when she goes up there she's gonna like freaking fly off this thing oh geez so dress appropriately you, and you know more than likely like the boyfriend or husband or whatever is just like yeah let's go for a walk yeah. It was probably just like, let's go for a walk. Oh, they weren't ready. They weren't ready. Uh, but uh, go outside, get some fresh air, get away from it all. It, it's like real cheap. It's just, it just costs gas and the price of admission into a state park. Uh, reserve ahead of time. Otherwise, you might get, pardon me, you might get turned away when you get there. But anyways, go just get outside, get some air. Yeah. Go for a walk. Completely agree. Just do that. Walk for a couple of miles. Yes. Get outside. Especially if you're in Texas, because it's beautiful. Right and now. Uh, if you if you choose to go far as far as I do, then you end up spending like way too much money at REI. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I usually do the breakdown of where you can find us, but I think it's your turn, Anthony. So where all can they find us as we wrap this shit Let's up? Let's see. You can find us on Twitter at Let's Tweet a Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Insta Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Let's Do a Podcast. You can find us on LinkedIn at... No, you can't find us on LinkedIn. I was going to say, shit, are we on LinkedIn <laughs> now? We are not Fuck. on LinkedIn. Why would we be on LinkedIn? I don't uh, know. Are there any places we are? You can find us on your local podcatcher. Yeah. Uh, if, you're watch- if you're listening to us and somebody just like sent you a audio file that's weird but uh, i didn't know people do that but uh if you uh, spotify apple podcast yeah basically anywhere that we can think of we've put it on there and if we're not somewhere that you like to listen hey let us know we'll put it on there and really uh, if you just hit up any of those socials you can see that we have a link it's to our link tree so all you have to do is click that click wherever you want to listen or watch us and we'll be there yeah do that Anyways, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This was a great episode, or at least I say so because I'm very biased. But um, hit us up. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, let us know if there's any movies you want us to watch, any kind of beer that you want us to drink. And hang out because, obviously, we're doing more episodes. So we will check on you guys later. Peace. Bye. Bye.